Hey guys, welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Aaron, but if you haven't figured it out by now, by my stuffy nose and weird sounding voice, I am sick. Yeah, I'm unfortunately sick, and that means that I'm not actually in the studio today. Uh, What I am doing is pre-recording this so you guys have a bit of an intro into what I'm going to play, which is... um, the second episode of the never before aired on gameplay radio uh level 20 dungeons and dragons one shot called to the end of time now i played the first episode of to the end of time a couple months ago you might have listened to it if not you can always go back to our show page at radioforbrooklyn.org and listen to those previous episodes so you should catch up on that if not i believe i have a bit of an int- a bit of a previously on that i made for this so you should be able to hear that as well yeah it's a really fun game i hope that you guys enjoy it i'm sorry that i can't be there today it was actually my birthday yesterday so you know I wish that I had been able to be here today to celebrate, but you know, sometimes that doesn't really work out the way you want it to. Regardless, uh, thanks for hanging out and enjoy the show. Aramon Nilo. He is a level 20 dragon sorcerer. He left and founded his own kingdom. He is now known basically lovingly by his followers as the Dragon King. Yeah. And eventually when he grew his wings and scales and eventually started throwing fire everywhere at his enemies, (laughs) the name stuck. He basically cares for his people more than anyone else and the rest of the world can burn. This is the first time you two are meeting each other. I step back and the dragon wings erupt from my back. Holy smokes. And immediately my hands are alight. And then I point and I was like, friend or foe? Please, I am Amzeo, a planetar. He's a planetar. Um, There we go. And you are in a shrine of Ogma. I brought you here to help. Are we dead? I pulled you from that last moment before your death. Tempani. She was one of the most powerful angels in creation and was at the forefront of staving off incursions from the Far Realms. But she showed up a few hours ago and attacked. I think madness has come over Tempani. She demanded the knowledge of chronomancy in order to complete her task. I fear that her plans will cause huge damage and render it unrecognizable if it involves affecting the way timelines are created. I had hoped that I would have been able to call more fighters to aid me and you all in this, but I I seem to be having some trouble. I will send more help if I can. You're on the shore of a great subterranean lake. On the far side of the lake is what appears to be a temple to young brass dragons. We're summoned here to help neutralize a threat, one who'd been corrupted. We mean no harm to you, we simply wish to cross. We know not about this Tampani being corrupted. Make a persuasion check. You just rolled a natural 20 on uh, persuasion, so... <laughs> uh, you're good, dragons, you're brass. This is, uh, you can sense the evil, can't you? Um, I wrote a 34. Holy, Holy shit. shit, you guys. Without a natural 20. <laughs> just just as a point here, this uh, guide says, virtually nothing short of a miracle would persuade the dragons to turn on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> as it is, 
You may pass, and we will keep the rest of these mind flayers at bay. Are we stumbling into a war that is not our concern? You cast detect magic, and you do detect magic. <laughs> it's surrounding the entire temple. This is a spell called Forbiddance, the word against like magical travel, and it means that creatures can't teleport into the area or use portals, such as those created by a gate spell, to enter the area. It's proofed against planar travel, also. This would also explain why the flares were summoned in the in, in the, the lake. lake. And yeah. having to make their way across. You enter into this kind of large chapel area. A white-robed elf, he is kneeling. It seems that he is praying at the altar. And standing guard over him are three angelic figures. They give off this strange feel of, like, sickness. My name is Shino. Tempani's plan is the only way to protect ourselves from the far realms. We seek Tempani. Show us the way or get out of the way. Fuck, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is, I was going to say something else, but that, I'm just going to ride that out. I need y'all to roll initiative. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And there you have it. So we're going to dive right back into battle here. It is Aramil's turn. Uh, Aramil is being attacked by one of the uh, legendary, the angelic creatures here. Uh, two others are around Lion, and then Shino is in the back um, by the altar towards the back of the uh, area. What are you going to do? So, um, God. <laughs> so immediately after counterspelling the blind man, uh, he'll begin to glow, step back, and his words will be, if you want to get into a, a magic duel, do it right. And I will twin spell banish on the two angelic figures in front of me. You're going to do banish? What? So they need to make charisma so saving throws. Holy shit. Okay, here we go. I am totally prepared. <laughs> Rolling, scrolling for decks. Okay, wisdom saving throws? Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, what's the DC? 21. <laughs> so you're doing that on two of them? I'm twinning the spell. Well, both of them failed, so... <laughs> they are immediately banished to their home plane. What? And I look at the uh, <laughs> priest, I imagine, and... Shit. Uh, which, you're doing the ones around uh, Lion? Or... The ones around me or... Yeah. Two, oh. Okay. Cool. So those two are... Uh, they're gone. They've disappeared. Your move. Lion is confused. I was totally going to kill those guys. Oh, I was man. so ready to murder. Yeah. Okay, great. Is that all that you're going to do with your turn? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> next is going to be the single uh, celestial being's turn who um, looks at you. Are, are you in the air right now? Uh, I'm about 10 feet in the air. Okay. Um, so... Uh, they're going to look at you and smile, and they are going to chuckle a little bit, kind of wiggle their fingers as if they're going to like try to like air tickle you or whatever, and have you uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Counterspell. <laughs> um, okay, what level are you counterspelling at? I'll do it at three. 
All right, yeah. So uh, Tasha's, <laughs> Tasha's hideous laughter does not take effect. Uh, and your no. fact. Um, Did you do the tickle tickle for Tasha's hideous laughter? That's perfect. <laughs> you know, just like a little weedy weedy weedy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a creepy kind of sickly celestial thing. I didn't mm-hmm. think they would make a joke. Um so uh, yeah, so that so that's that's that that's their turn. I'll immediately burn it out of the air, like I did with the priest. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, you've done that, and now it's going to be Shino's turn. Shino, uh, from the other side, is very much not happy with this situation, and he is going to cast harm at you. So make a Constitution saving throw. Sure thing. Should have seen that reaction, buddy. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. 28. A thousand. <laughs> Saving throw. A thousand. Okay. Well, uh, you succeed, which means you only take half damage. Now I have to roll all of these dice. Uh, let's see. Eight... Um, 16. Uh, That's, um, 21 points of damage. Got that. Of necrotic damage. Just as you kind of, like, feel that to, like, take effect. Uh, you seem to feel like there might have been more effects like there might have been it feels like it's going supposed to like poison your health but you actually manage to shrug that off and you just take the kind of like burning damage Great. in your body um i also may make a concentration check for my banishment you do make your concentration check so that's got to be you have to succeed half of 26 points 27 points of damage Roll another 28 well so you're totally fine <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's the end of that's that's the end of Shino's turn. Next is Lion's turn. Go right ahead. Uh, so the two in front of me just blinked out, right? Yeah. They just disappear. They did. There's one left, and then Shino. Where uh, are are they? Forty feet away from me. Yeah, they're fairly close. They're fairly close. Okay, so I'm just gonna uh, run at it, and uh, I'm going to use my precision attack. Uh, on the first attack. Okay. So we'll do that. With, this is with the short sword. Just a lot of slashing, slashing. Here we go. <laughs> hack and slash? Hack and slash? Uh, 15, uh, 19 to hit. Uh, e- yep, that'll hit. 19 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's 18 on the first hit. 18 points? Yeah. Okay. Attack two of four um, <laughs> is a 27. That'll hit. And that is uh, 10 points of damage. Okay. So it's 18, 10 is 28. Got it. A 14 to hit on the third one. That does not hit. That was a fake out move anyway. Yeah, that one wasn't supposed fake. to. Yeah, it was sure. a strategic <laughs> yeah. distraction. And then 30 oh, on the last hit. attack. Wow. <laughs> Right? And that does uh, 13 points of damage. Okay. And on that last one, I'm going to uh, make it a trip attack because I want to smash it to the ground. Ooh, I should have done that first because then all these would have had advantage. Crap. (laughs) Too late. I did not think it through. 
Um, you have to make a. Strength saving throw. DC 19. Okie dokie. Um, uh, what did you say the DC was? 19. Uh, yeah, they make it okay. with a, um, 23. And then I do an additional 12 points of damage for, cause I get to use a superiority die. Okay. That's so adds to the damage. That's an extra 12, but they are not knocked prone. They are not knocked prone. All right. That's a total of 53 points of damage in one turn. That's, and that's not, uh, that's pretty, just, that's just a, yeah. an average swing, one miss. And then at, they they got hit three times at the start of their round. They take three d four damage, right? Uh, from the short sort of wounding plus three d four. So yeah, you kind of do one jab to the side, one jab to the other side. You kind of faint, and then you do like a leaping, like you jump up and you attack from like an, like a high advantage point, yeah. and you just like come down with like a whole bunch of force, and it's just brutal, absolutely brutal. Ching 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 ching. All right. If that's the end of your turn, Aramel, you're back up. Uh, I'm going to dissing. I'm sorry. I'm uh, mobile. So uh, I've made an attack on this thing. So I'm going to drop back another like out of range, like 10 feet. Okay. And uh, because I made an attack on him, he can't. uh, It can't do uh, attack of opportunity on me. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So so. I just I'm I slash slash, 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 disengage pop up, pop back. Great. 10 feet. So you flip out of the way. And uh, you are out of its range when it decides to, so it cannot attack you right now. Right now. All right, RML, your turn again. By staying about 10 feet, I'll raise an additional five, so I'm 15 feet in the air now. Okay. Looking at both targets left, I'm going to twin spell a firebolt and fire one at each. Okay. So the first one. Is a 29 uh, at the robed figure. Yeah, either way it hits. <laughs> and the second one is 18. Um, That'll also hit. Ooh, 18 hits. 18 hits. Okay, so both of those are going to take 4d10 plus 5 fire damage. Oof. Word. Painful, it's painful. So we're just gonna. We're level here. twenty legendary adventurers. <laughs> it's, we it's are. True. So the angel will take twenty nine points of fire damage. Twenty nine. And the robed figure will take thirty. Okay. <laughs> wow. Great. <laughs> From a cantrip. Yeah, it's we're we're doing a good job here. Um I'm trying to do math now. That is five. Great. Yep, they're both uh that that celestial being's looking pretty bad. Um but is that that's the end of your turn? Yes. Great. Okay. So that's the end of your turn. As this happens, um you hear a sound behind you as the doors open back up and you see two more people entering in the space. Why don't we get them on board to describe themselves? Our two uh, now coming in guests. Uh, Cliff, why don't you go first? Sure thing. Uh, I'm Cliff. <laughs> I'm playing Maithalon, 
who is a level one fighter, level 19 wizard, uh, who is a blade singer. Uh, he is of average height, wielding a fairly average looking sword. Upon first glance, or upon closer inspection, it appears to be the platonic ideal of what a sword would be. Um, <laughs> he has a shaved and tattooed uh left side of his head uh, longish brown hair and he's of medium build okay and uh, next we have Mr. Cass go right in not Mr. Cass well that's his Adam. other name in our other game uh, <laughs> Hi, Adam. Adam Adam please tell us who your character is um, and I'm playing Harriel Harriel is um, an Asimar golden eyes about seven feet tall long blonde hair a bushy beard uh he wears used plate mail and long, long cloak, which is made from the skin of an an, uh, an arboreal lion. Great. Whoa. All right. So these two these two people enter the room. Uh, Hadrian and Mayflon, you come in and you see um, two. So you see a like a, an old elf with like a bloodied bandage on his eyes, like kind of gesturing and looking angry you see a this celestial kind of sickly looking uh being kind of looking pretty wounded and then you see a flying uh dragon man (laughs) um and a grecian warrior uh who seem to be fighting them and they kind of look back and see you guys um, I want you guys to both roll initiative at this point as well. Fifteen. Fifteen. Cool. Ten. And ten. Great. You, what's your what's your cliff? What's your Mathalon? Mathalon. Mathalon. Okay, great. So you guys hop on in and you see all of this. Um, but before you can get off your next uh, round before you can join the fray or whatever you decide to do, um, the last celestial being uh, turns around um, and sees these people coming in, opens their mouths and exhale, and like this dark black tentacle liquid kind of seeps out of their of its mouth, like almost like it's like just like. Super expunging, gross. vomiting Super this gross. stuff. Gross. And uh, it casts uh, Evard's Black Tentacles. Love that spell. Mm. So now all over the ground, like in the area, are these, um, like it's covering the entire area. It's almost like pitch, like this dark, thick, sticky tentacles that are like whipping around <clears throat> and like trying to find something to grab, on, on, grab onto. And in fact... Uh, Lion, since you are in the in the area, you yeah. are... Mathalon will use a fifth level spell slot to counterspell that spell. <laughs> yes! So much <laughs> counterspell going on. Oh, guys, it's going to be Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's getting tiring. <laughs> great. So you, you do that, and um, they somehow, like, it burps, and it all goes back into its mouth. <laughs> oh, that's so... <laughs> it's gross, but... Yeah. You swallow it back down. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's not it's not feeling great. Um so that's that stern. Uh Shino, um, very pissed, is going to uh, Yeah, Shino is going to point at 
you, <laughs> still trying. You've done a lot of damage, uh, and he's going to catch ban- cast banishment on you. Oh, I had my turn already, right? You did. Yeah. I'll counter spell him at fourth level. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How many of these do you have? I upcast it with a higher spell slot. <laughs> At fourth level? Wow. Yes, yeah, so fourth level and lower spells are uh, immediately yeah. turned. Yep, so you feel a little tingling like you're being pulled away and you just kind of snap your fingers and... No. <laughs> it's hard life for DMs of level 20 campaigns. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty It's pretty incredible. Um, Magic does a lot. Great. Uh, now it is Lion's turn once again. Uh, is that thing, uh, the celestial creature, yeah. still there? Yeah, still there. Um... I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go hack at it again. Go I'm just going to do all, all four at the same time. Slash, 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 Oh, I forgot it needs to take 3d4 damage on its turn. That's right. So I'm just going to roll that. It is really wounded. Uh, Here's what I'll do. Uh, six. That's great. An extra nine points of damage. It's really so, not looking good. Yeah. So the first attack. Yeah. Just as, just a blur of uh, short sword action. Mm-hmm. Um, 22. That'll hit. 15. No. Uh, 26. Yes. 14. No. <laughs> okay. So two of them hit. Yeah. Um, you kind of hit once and then you swing around. One for like eight, one for turn. nine, and uh, uh, one of those is going to be. You said eight points and nine points of damage. Eight, nine, and then I'm going to use I'm going to use a precision strike. Well, before you do that, oh, um, okay. you do all of that damage, and it's just it's. I mean, it's in KO. Is there a way you would like to kill this? Ah, uh, <laughs> I got it. I think it, it's just like a the. Now this is a celestial type creature. I think yes. at one of the the first slash that I get it with like rips open its existence. You know, like all of a sudden uh-huh. it's like not even a, a body. There's like the energy that is holding it together. Right. I think it just like cuts through that. Right. In this weird magical thing, and then all of a sudden there's like, the, and then with the last one it kind of finishes it through, and then it just kind of crumples to the ground, and whatever energy is holding it together starts to like fizzle out. Right. Yeah. And it almost like it like looks like it's seeping, like it could be blood if it were the right color. Oh, okay. Like it's a weird consistency. Gross. Yeah. But there it goes. <laughs> and then I, not I, I do that uh, samurai thing where you you clear the blade, and all yeah. that goop just comes flying off the end. Great. And then now I'm turning looking towards Shino. And I would like to action search <laughs> and and use the rest of my movement to get to Shino. Can I do that within 20 feet or, or 30 yeah, feet? Yeah, it's a fairly small space. Sure. And then I'm going to do the same thing to him. <laughs> uh, is he flying? Is he elevated? No. He's on the ground? He's on the ground. The first one's going to be a trip attack. And uh, okay. he's going to have to make a... Uh, well, i gotta, I got to hit him. Yes. Um, with a 27? Oh, I think yeah, that'll I think hit. it yeah. does. DC mm-hmm. 19 strength uh, saving throw. What? What did you say it was? 19. 19? Ooh, you rolled a 19. It's plus 19 and it's plus one, so he gets the 20. Yep. Okay. Uh, but tricks. he still gets uh, 10 plus. 
11 points of damage on that one. Okay. And then... The rest of these... Ooh. Uh, garbage. Uh, 15. Was, to hit again? Yeah. No, that's not going to hit. Uh, 23. Yes, that'll hit. And then a natural one. Definitely not. So one of those. He just moves to the side. Yeah. Uh, for another 10 points of damage. And then I will stay engaged in sentinel defense. Okay. Yep. Great. So you do that. Now it is Mathalon's turn. There is only one being left. Seems to be uh, in aggressive combat with this Grecian person, Lion. Hmm. Uh, is going to assess. Take a look around. Okay. See, is this one that seems to be yeah. hurt by the uh, Grecian warrior? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to cast Force Cage. Force Cage, all right. <laughs> Which is um, really going to be his Force Sphere on that uh, on Shino, whose name Mayflot doesn't actually know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, you look like a Shino. <laughs> yeah. So, so how does that work exactly? So Force Cage produces an immobile, an immobile invisible, uh, cube-shaped prison composed mm-hmm. of magical force. Uh, it's going to be a solid box, ten feet on the side. So does that mean that he can't move or He can attack? move within it, but he can't do anything to the outside of it. He can't cast spells out of it. Um, he can't leave it by non-magical means. He can try to teleport, but he has to succeed on a charisma saving throw if he wants to get out. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I make sure that... Uh, can, can Does he do this charisma saving throw now, or does it have to be on his turn? It has to be on his turn. Okay. So it's, it, it just appears? Yeah, just... What? So now there's a shimmering, nearly invisible uh, force field between you and Shino. <laughs> uh, he I does kinda, not look happy. The kind of disappointing, I was like, ah, oh, well, I was supposed to... Uh, so I was ready for... These people keep taking my, my marks away. I killed <laughs> the one thing. Okay, uh, great. That's Mithalon's turn. Now is Aramel. Seeing him encased... Um, walk up to him or fly down. Mm-hmm. Do you yield? He um, sneers in your direction and doesn't answer. Light my hand up and, as a side thought, throw a firebolt into the cage. Uh- <laughs> firebolt or ball? Firebolt. He doesn't deserve a fireball. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I am right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bolt him. You Thirty-two. Uh, so the oh, yeah, that hits. the firebolt hits against the invisible oh, barrier no. and then fizzles against it. Oh. Spells from outside can't go in, and spells from inside can't go out. I was okay. like, God, it was just a cantrip then. Uh, I turn around and be like, uh, he, he, he likes he like sneers at you again. It's like impressive. <laughs> turned and I look at the one casting. Who the, what is happening? There's more people? Were you summoned by that uh, planetar as well? We were. It told us to step through the teleportation circle. That makes things easier. Wait, what happened? 
Are, wait, uh, we were summoned to do a thing. Does he think we're inadequate enough? Were you? Oh, this is. I feel I'm gonna have to get mad at the what's his name? Amzael. Amzael. Yeah. We'll get mad later. For now, I'd like to finish off our foe, if you don't mind. Well, I wanted to take a moment to just get a sense of what exactly was going on. <laughs> Who is this in the cage? What are they doing? This is she. Are, are we still in initiative? Um, I guess not really. No, no, I guess not. <laughs> All right, so I hold the banishment for an additional minute, and yeah. the uh, yeah, outsiders up on banishment now. stay in their plane. They cannot come back. Right. Okay. So this is Shino. He is in our way uh, to Tempani. I assume you were briefed before you were sent down here? We were. Then. Wait, uh, did they do the same thing? Magic user, soldier, magic user, soldier? I'm not, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, <laughs> I see a pattern. Yeah, something, something happened. My uh, Lion Grecian, uh, legendary warrior, uh, uh, uh I'm doing Lucha's voice. You are doing Lucha's I'm doing it. This is the voice of my other character. Uh, FYI, we have a game that we play on Tuesdays privately, and we also have, like, individual games. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of bleed over here. Uh, we'll, I'm we'll trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I also had the, the flu since last time. Uh, well, yeah, hang in there. Are you, you, sir, soldier, what's your name? Hadrian. Hey, Hadrian, and you, and you were summoned... F- are you legendary warriors as well? I'm a leader of man. <laughs> I suppose legendary would be the case. Consider myself more of a philosopher than anything else, but happy to help, obviously. Well, why, why would he put me, lump me in with you lot? Uh, I'm a being of legend, and is, I'm assuming you're all of my caliber, at least. I am King Aramonilo Dahara. You've probably heard of it. If not, don't know where you've been. (laughs) (laughs) Mavalon gives a small bow uh, in recognition of royalty. I rattle rattle Shino's cage. Like, (laughs) clang, 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 clang. Shino is uh, tapping at it a little bit, trying to examine it. Now, we were told that Tempani is in this location further down, and this lesser being decided to get in the way of that, and he's learned what happens when you get in our way. Now, my thought is he's not really worth our time, and I doubt he'd be much of a threat anymore, so I'd say we finish him off quickly and move on to bigger targets, one more worthy of our time. So you know about the whole Timpani being corrupted and there's like a, a sword with there's like a sword with shadows and stuff that's going to be it's going to cause problems that it, it, there was a betrayal. You know all about that, right? Madelon nods. <clears throat> says, this Shino sounds like an obstacle, sounds like one that we need to overcome, but also sounds like they might have information about what further obstacles may lay ahead. We tried to talk to him. He was less than less than willing to share information. Maybe he's a little more willing now to rattle the cage again. <laughs> uh, he, he says, uh, rattle all you want, but I dare say you will not get any information from me. 
So he's asking for death. Um, so Malon peers through uh, the force the force cage mm-hmm. wall, then says, "I think that the position you're in." will make you a little more amenable to cooperating. And then he's going to cast Suggestion. Uh, Can Suggestion reach through the magic barrier? No, it cannot. No, so... But he's going to to drop the magic barrier as he casts it. Okay, okay. So, what is the save on that wisdom? uh, That is a wisdom saving throw. DC is 19. I'm readying an attack if he does anything. Sentinel, on the defensive. He rolled a two. <laughs> so what is, what's the suggestion? So the suggestion is, Shino, it is in your best interest to help us to the greatest extent you possibly can and let us know uh, what obstacles lie ahead of us and how we might overcome them on the way to the blade. <laughs> well said. Um, he, he obviously, he doesn't have any eyes, so you can't see this really take effect, but he kind of like leans back a little and um, he says, well, uh, obstacles, I would say, depending on what you're planning to do, if you wish to aid Timpani, which I guess clearly you don't, then there would be no obstacles, but there is a large gathering of people in the observatory area, just upstairs in this temple. And I doubt that they would enjoy your presence as you are trying to stop Tempani's work. Very helpful. Right up there, huh? Thank you. There's a bunch of bad guys. Is that where Tempani is? Um, well, Tempani is continuing her work in the Far Realms. Oh. She's not here. We have a connection to her. Oh. How are you connected to her? Um, there is a a tear in the reality which connects us to the far realms here. Where is that tear? He kind of gestures back and points upstairs. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Where all the all the, the people the were. gathering upstairs instead of religious adherents, cult fanatics, warriors. How resistant might they yes. be to our... <laughs> I see. Yes to all. We are all here to uh, follow out Tempani's great plans and to provide whatever she deems is necessary. So it would be a large group of people that need a dressing. There's like... Depending on what addressing means to Ball, you. Ballpark, ballpark numbers? What are we talking here uh, in terms of, of numbers of people? Um, he's thinking about it. He says, um, at least 50 individuals. Okay. I've faced worse odds. You would be fighting a veritable army just to try to get through. It's not the first army I've fought. Won't be the last. Well, if it is the last, we die heroic deaths. You know, like, it's fine by me. If Either way, I'm just going to go now, take out as many as I can. Let's shoot to live. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's try and live through this. You know what? That's the goal. But, you know, you fight a warrior's death. You fight a, you know, you live. You, are you, you telling fight. me that you individuals are close to death? Not as close as you are. Ooh, burn. 
That's that's in fiction. That's what lines of oh. Well, um, best of luck then. I, I sincerely hope that uh, you don't die in the process of avoiding your death. He's, you can hear the sarcasm dripping. Mm. Are we done? Yes, are we done? I guess so. I'll put my hand on him and cast Shocking Grasp. <laughs> well, how much, how much damage? Are we all lo- are we all loading in attacks he, now? He he accepts it. <laughs> he's like he's letting it happen. He accepts it. Yeah, he's 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 leaning back. He's not Get resisting it. How much damage do you do? Shocking Grasp will do. Just about 12 points of electric damage. Still standing. I gestured to the other soldier. Would you care to finishing blow? I will show him mercy. Um, I draw a very large greatsword from my back. Um, Suddenly you all feel very comfortable around me. Really? Yes. It's just a good vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Feels good. Giant sword equals fun. <laughs> um, you feel protected by myself and the sword around me. Okay. And I'm going to make a great weapon attack against... Um, Sheena. Sheena, yeah. thank you. Go right ahead. I mean, I don't I don't think you have to roll to it's attack. Like a coup de gras? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be a 23. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. She knows dead. <laughs> you um, killed him. <laughs> you cleft him in twain. <laughs> I say a small prayer, and I give a benediction, and I throw some holy water on him. Okay. Does the holy water do anything? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, Mabelon crouches down at, I'm guessing, the bisected corpse (laughs) (laughs) and uh, peels back the bloody bandages over his eyes just to see what's going on behind them. Uh, He does not have eyes. Looks like they were carved out. Does he have anything else on him of note? Anything of worth? Um, it just, he's just wearing like a simple like robe, like it's some sort of cleric's robe. Um, it looks a little tattered at the edges. I'll begin dragging him out of the temple. He does not deserve to be in a place of worship. Whoa. Hey. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you, you do that. You drag him back outside and... Takes a little bit. Down. I'm not the strongest character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll, roll strength check. <laughs> good, good. Uh, 13. Okay, it takes you a little while. You're dragging him on the ground. His head's bumping against some of the broken pews. I got this. Some help. Don't help, guys. No, no, I got this. <laughs> Eventually, toss him out into the beach. Great. Uh, you, you do that, and he rolls a little bit, and now he's lying in underground next to a glowing purple lake. Does his, did his, uh, like, robes or whatever have the same symbol as the, the, the thing I stole from the, the dead body from the rowboat? The scroll? Uh, the scroll symbol, yes, they did. The same symbol? Yes. Okay. Is that a symbol of Timpani, or is that a symbol of just this realm already? Is the corruption spreading? Is that kind of... Make an intelligence check. Ooh, that is the thing I'm worst at. (laughs) Oh, a 17, though. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, you you get the sense that um, when you met Omzale, he said this is a temple of Ogma. 
Okay. Um, and you get the idea that all of these people are originally scholars of this, like, knowledge deity. Ah. All right. Okay. That, hence the symbol being... I'm not a smart man, but uh, that's... It seems like this is all part of the deal that they were originally, like, Amzael. Yeah. They were all turned. Something happened. All right. Either way, even... Are you with us in this quest? Are we conti- is it a foursome now? Are we... Are we-, we are yes. a foursome. It looks right, I suppose. To be on our way. You must hail from other worlds. For warriors of your stature, I assume I would know who you were if you were on the plane of Eberron with me. Yep. I don't know what Eberron is, but uh, I'm I'm just a normal. I'm just a soldier. That's all I am. We were pulled from many different aspects of reality. I would imagine that we were explained that when we first showed. Yes. Yeah, we all came from different worlds. I you two were. Ah. <laughs> so we were both the champions of our own realms, I'd imagine. I don't know, the planes and all that. That's all above my pay grade, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't. <laughs> that's, way, not, that's not for me. When you're trying to save reality, you call in the best. So, let's dun, do... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Um, yeah, why don't you, while we have a bit of a pause here, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about um, where your characters came from? Maithalon. So, uh, Maithalon is the latest, a little bit of context to make the about to die story make sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Maithalon <laughs> is the latest uh, sword bearer of a moonblade, which is an elven sword artifact that's passed down from one generation to the next. Uh, and his specific family lives in service to the Undying Council, who are the leaders of uh, a group of elves on Eberron. Uh, cool. Part of the deal in passing the moonblade from one Generation to the next involves taking on a student, training that student, and ensuring the student's ready to become the new owner of the blade, which requires a duel to the death. Uh, so his student uh, was about to successfully kill Maithalon and become the new bearer. Mm. Um, Whoa. But that day felt a little strange because typically the histories show that the sword lets you know that the time has come uh, because the sword itself is sentient. Um, that feeling did not come despite the fact that that day was the dueling day. Uh, and so he is simultaneously surprised uh, at the manner in which he was spared, uh, but not surprised that he did not die that day. Hmm. Interesting. And Hadrian? Hadrian hails from uh, the Forgotten Realms, or Faerun. He is a high-ranking priest of Helm. Um, he, uh, the Order of the Silent Eye. The Order of the Silent Eye is uh, a secret order within the Order of within the priesthood of helm that is dedicated to finding and cleansing dark artifacts mm-hmm. and he normally appears like a, a layman but he's actually in charge of this separate order and has spent his entire life doing helm's bidding um in this regard and um, honestly his life was very good he'd done his service and his service was over and he was time it was time for him to rest and so he was on his bed with his family you know, completely normal life at the end. No old, old yes. V- yeah. Well, um, yes, but uh, the quote-unquote diet of old age. Yes, I, I still look like I'm in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were pulled in your ideal like 
your peak condition? Yeah. Well, I always am in my peak condition. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Cool. So after that, you have found yourself strangely rushing into yet another battle, which you did not expect. Um, now you are with these two others, Aramel and Lion, in this kind of torn asunder uh, temple um, towards the back to the right of um, where like the altar is and the, the nice large statue of what appears to have probably been the deity of Ogma. There is a staircase going down. Um, you also see uh, two doorways on either side of the entrance going into other areas. Maybelline takes a look around. Wonders to himself. We'll likely, uh, we'll likely need another... <laughs> sorry. No, <it's> good. <laughs> we'll likely need at least as much support as we can possibly get, even if we do find a way to avoid battling all of these cultist warriors, religious adherents. Uh, and he unsheathes his sword from his back mm-hmm. and kneels, places it on the ground, and casts Wish, and uses Wish to cast uh, a simulacrum of himself. What? <laughs> so uh, he kneels. Wow. Uh, reality in front of him almost seems to like bend a little bit and you can see the humidity from the temple begin to coalesce into this humanoid form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mavelon steps back from kneeling, uh, takes a scimitar uh, from his side throws it at the coalescing form, and as the new Maithalon uh, forms, it catches the scimitar out of the air. What? That was dope. <laughs> Very so, so, so to be clear, you are creating this other Maithalon. You're not summoning him. Yes. Okay. I'm creating him, yes. Thank you. Okay, that helps. Great, yeah. So now you have summoned a second Maithalon into, into, not summoned, you have created a second Maithalon into existence. Spoke uh, it they exchange a nod. <laughs> that would help. Uh, should be on the way. I, I tend to fight my own battles. I don't really need another <laughs> me to do this. You know, come on. Uh, but pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so which way are you guys going? Exploring the area. Yep. You said that there's two rooms to the side. That is not where the 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 people are. I mean, you don't know. Okay. I mean, he just he said upstairs. You don't see any stairs going up from here. You see a staircase going down, and you see two doorways. Well, your majesty, where to? The left. The left? Hold on. Whoops. I'm going to use my divine sense mm-hmm. to see if there are any celestials, undeads, or fiend within 60 feet of this room. Or celestials, undeads, or fiends... I'm gonna, I have to think about that for one minute. Uh, so, uh, you do sense within how many feet? 60. 60. So, I'm thinking 60 feet up or 60 feet down might be interesting. It's good. Okay, well, um, so 60 feet up, you... Um, oh, it's not behind total cover, so... It, um, it's in all directions? Yeah, um, as long as you're not behind total cover. So I guess I can't do it through floors. You can't do it through floors? No, so just around. Uh, I mean, you you sense maybe some sort of divine presence um, through the left door. 
divine um, presence through the left door. Yeah. Do we want to approach head on? Yes. Well, let's do it. I just start walking over. Uh, okay. Shield. I have my spear, uh, sword sheathed, and my spear in my hand. Great. Ready to rock. I do a whistle, and then um, out from the front door, you see a griffin walk in. A griffin? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's okay. awesome. Right. So, the gri- what is griffin scouting ahead or just? No, it just for bringing our friends along, you know. Cool. Will the griffin fit? Yeah. Griffin will fit through the door. It's not it's a tiny long. door. Yeah. It's long. It it's cat like. Uh, so, you I enter. I feel like I didn't optimize my guy enough. <laughs> he's, he's, the one's got making wishes, one's no, got, got a fucking griffin. You got, you got master fighter stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm slashing the shit out of people, but. Great. So, you all enter through the door, and there's a short corridor. Uh, to the left is another door, um, and there's a steep set of stairs heading off to the right. But directly in front of you is an open doorway through which you can see a badly injured angelic figure lying within a glowing circle of magical light. Her leg is badly twisted and torn, and there are bloodstains in her robes, but she appears to still be alive. Do you approach? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, she looks up like she's, her head snaps up really quickly and she goes, and, uh, she's looking at you all and she goes, who are you? What are you doing here? We're here to cleanse this temple and it's corruption. She gives like a shaky breath of relief and she says, I didn't think there was anyone left who could help. Um, my name is Liari. Who are you? What are your names? I'm Aramo, King of Dahara. Hadrian. Maithalon. L- Lion, are you uh, uh, are you corrupted? Are you with Timpani or are you with uh, um, Amzel? <laughs> she she laughs um, and she says, "I don't know who this Amzel is, but I would never I would never side with Timpani. What she's been doing can only be um, can only cannot be for good." What is she doing? She. <sighs> She went into the far realms herself to explore, and when she came back, she was different. She said she had a plan to use forbidden magics to interfere with the flow of time, but I'm not sure how that affects the far realms and saving us from it. Did you see that sword that she has? Um, yes, it, it looks darker, but like her sword. Okay, but she had that when she left? Yeah, yes, she keeps her weapons on her at all times. She That's how this fighting came to be. She mm-hmm. was asking me and my, my, my friends to join her in going through the portal to the Far Realms. Um, but I, I refused to go. That's why I'm... She kind of gestured around herself. Um, Will you live? Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing well. She does look very, very beat up. Can you tell um, me anything about the circle? I don't want to go through it until... Can I study the circle? Sure. Maybelline will, will do the same. Yeah. Make an Arcana check. She's also 20. a planetar? Um, she is a like an angelic figure, not a planetar. She's a diva. Uh-huh. 13. 13? Um, and a 22? Uh, 20. 
And a 20. Either way, that's fine. Um, with a 20, you recognize this as a, uh, cir- a magic circle spell. Essentially, like, a protective spell against anyone, like, entering this area of a specific type of creature. Um, she was, and she sees you studying it, mm-hmm. and... Um, she says, uh, yes, um, in fact, the only reason I'm alive is because I would manage to put this up before they could strike the final blow. One of my friends, they came back, they came back corrupted, different from the far realms. Would you allow us to enter to help? She, um, she looks you over, uh, make a persuasion check. Ooh. Thirty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the charismatic sorcerer, of course. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. She uh, she lets it go, and she and she kind of sags a little bit, like she, like part of her energy, like all that's been holding her up has been her maintaining the spell. I look at what I imagine is the holy warrior and that aura <laughs> that we felt. I walk up to her, <laughs> place my hand. Well, yeah. I ask for permission. Yes. I'm going to heal you. Please. And um, I'll use my racial healing hands ability. She heals 20 hit points. She breathes. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, I wasn't sure how long I would be able to stay here. Um, Can you leave this place? Yes. Um, if you, and if you need my assistance, I will. Are you going after Tempani? Are you trying to stop her? Yes. That's what we've been hired mm-hmm. to do. Um, well, I'll, I'll help however I can. Can you fight? You look damaged. That's all Lion understands. <laughs> that's all. That's the only way she could possibly help. She she um, she gets up to her feet and um, pulls out one of her like like one of her weapons that she has like this. and she and she um, she says I can fight. I'm a little damaged, um, but the spell helped. If you were to heal me more, I would be able to aid you in battle or if you prefer to save your spells I understand I, I do will have give you any other information I can that can help would you like to take a rest lion uh, I could use a, I'm a little tired from before but I will take out a hourglass mm-hmm. and immediately shatter it on the ground Okay, uh, so this wondrous hourglass, for those who maybe didn't listen at the last episode, I'm um, just kidding. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, the wondrous hourglasses, yes. you smash them on the ground, <laughs> and you uh, have an hour of time being stopped for everyone within a 20-foot radius. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and they have three of them, so just use one of them. Uh <laughs> we now have an hour. And I sit down. That's so good. Yeah. And I, yeah, I take a short rest and get all of my shit back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Liari looks around and is amazed. She's like, this is chronomancy. Where did you get this? We were given a couple of boons as we entered to help in our fight. She kind of looks surprised. Um Chronomancy is forbidden from people using this technology. We were told, right? Emzel said that it's, we're not supposed to have this, but it might be necessary to use. Like, there's some times when it's good. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what, what he said. Desperate times call for desperate measures. If used to stop a greater evil, we must take every advantage we can get. 
But now you can rest and heal using you, whatever the RP equivalent of hit dice is. <laughs> she, uh, she, looks, <laughs> she, she kind of smiles and she says, um, well, I suppose we're already all done for as it is anyway, so we're might done as for. well. Don't be negative. We'll get through this. Mavelon is studying the broken fragments of the Thank hourglass. You. you have a very uh, optimistic outlook. Hadrian, was it? Yes. Uh, Mavelon then asks the Dragon King if he can see one of the other hourglasses that are still whole. Mm-hmm. I have one left, and I show him a intact. Like, May I? I'll mage hand it over to him. <laughs> You smash it. Mavelon studies it. He's just trying to take it in um, because it's an incredibly cool device. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, You don't really have a grasp. You don't really have a grasp on the magic unless you like actively study it. Yeah. Are you? I can't. So out of character, Mavelon can cast time stops. He's familiar with it, Mm -hmm. uh, but not for an hour. That's like that's so potent. Yeah. Um, So he's really just like. Eyes wide, amazed. Yeah. Hands it back to you, the <laughs> Dragon King. And I will continue um, being positive and reinforcing mm-hmm. her outlook on life and attempt to inspire her. Okay. And use my inspiring leader feat. And everyone, um, after this short rest, will gain 25 temporary hit points. Whoa. Wow. I would use two hit die to help with the shot that I with took. With the healing, yes. Yeah. By all means, uh, use whatever hit die you can. For those who haven't played before, hit die are used. Um, when players take a rest, they have a number of dice per day that they can use, and they can roll them when they take a um, bit 25. of a rest. Yes. 25 extra hit points. I'm writing that down, too. Uh, because at this point, um, Liari sits down, and at this basically goes into a bit of a, like a healing meditation and seems to regain her strength. Um, yeah, so with the last couple of minutes, because we should probably mm-hmm. hop out of here a bit earlier today, um, you are now rested. Uh, yes. Liari gets up and she says, like, flexes, stretches a little bit, takes the bandage off of her wind- wounded leg and kind of goes, now, where's the fight? Where do we go now? Point up. Excellent. The and that's where we're going to leave it. Um, okay. Thank you guys for being here. And that's where we're going to leave it. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this uh, pre-recorded episode of Gameplay Radio. Uh, This was to the end of time, and you'll be able to listen to this online next week as well at our show page. A couple of other, you know, housekeeping things, I guess, before I go. We have, of course, our fantastic sponsor, Me Bottle, who have this to share with you all. After more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me team is happy and proud to present to you the Me bottle. This double insulated reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60 second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready 
ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. So, of course, please go ahead and do that. Also, if you like what you hear, please be sure to donate to us. We are a small group and we 100% rely on donations from listeners like you. So, um, please go ahead and if you want to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge, feel free to do that at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donates. All donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law and they really help us continue to create this very tight-knit Brooklyn community here for you because otherwise we would go under and then where would we be? So please do that and uh, please continue listening and thanks so much for being here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Please stay tuned next for more goodness and we also have actually a brand new show coming on at five. Very exciting. It's called uh, The Art Corner and it's all about things art related. So definitely go check that out and give them a big old Radio Free Brooklyn welcome. But I'll be here next week. I'll be back, and I hope that you guys enjoy your week in the meantime. Bye.